0: Well, welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, every night. And I'm Andrew McCall. And Tell Show, we're talking about Auckland versus Hamilton. Where is the best place to invest? Now, recently at our wealth plan tour, we asked you guys what you wanted to hear more about on the show. And we had quite a few people saying, should I buy in Hamilton, which is cheaper than Auckland? Or how do I decide which is better? A market like Auckland, which is expensive, or something cheaper like in Christchurch. And there were a lot of these head-to-head battles. So this is going to be the first one. And when we're comparing Auckland versus Hamilton, this is going to give you guys a really good understanding of how you go about evaluating different markets. So if you're weighing up, should I invest in Fokatane or Gisborne? We're probably not going to talk about that on the show because they're two quite small towns, but you could use the same process to compare whatever regions you're particularly interested in. Now, it's really important to mention that here at Opus Partners, we obviously recommend new build investment properties to people. So, you know, you could come to us and buy a new build investment property. At the moment, we're only recommending Auckland. We're not recommending Hamilton. So, that does give me an incentive to say, just buy in Auckland, mate. It's the best place. We're not going to do that. We're going to take you through the pros and cons of each. Then, we're going to take a step back and you can decide what's right for you Auckland or Hamilton. Let's start with the Tron. The pros of Hamilton is that generally speaking, it is cheaper. So the average price of a property there is about 800K compared to about 1.2 in Auckland if you're looking at the core logic data. So Auckland property prices are about 50% higher, generally speaking, compared to that in Hamilton. So if you're thinking, oh, I can't afford to get into Auckland, maybe Hamilton's a good place to invest. And Andrew, a lot of people talk about the golden triangle effect. What's the golden triangle? So that's Tauranga, Hamilton in Auckland being this area where
1: people think you'll optimise your growth because of being close to Auckland.
0: Yeah, and about half of the population lives in that triangle. So if you go on a map and you go from North Auckland down to Hamilton, out to Tauranga, and you draw a little triangle area, that has about half of New Zealand's population. That's pretty wild. And a massive part of the economy. And so this idea that if you link it all up and you've got a really nice highway now that goes from Auckland down to Hamilton via the Waikato Expressway, you know that this is an area where there's lots of people. There's a lot of business going on, and that there will be spillover effects from Auckland. On top of that, you've got some pretty large population growth expected in Hamilton. So over the next 25 years, from 2023 out to 2048, they're expecting about 33 percent population growth. Now that is higher than Auckland's as a percentage. So Auckland's we're expecting about 25 percent. Hamilton we're actually expecting more, 33 percent. And Hamilton is a pretty small area geographically as a council area. It's really just the city itself. And so, if you're thinking there's 180,000 people there, you're going to squeeze an extra 60,000 people into Hamilton City's boundaries over the next 25 years. And there's actually not that many places those people could go. Like there's been a lot of development in North Hamilton up into Rototuna, but there's not that much space left over. So where are we going to put these extra 60,000 people? And on top of that. It's a pretty diverse economy. There's a lot going on, right? There's a lot going on there. Lots of businesses are putting their hubs there now. Yeah, we had the New Zealand Skills Institute, the merger of all the Polytechs. That ended up being located in Hamilton. You've got Waikato Base Hospital. You've got the Ruakura Inland Port and also the University of Waikato, which I actually went to school in. So there's a lot there. And I think what you've got to remember is that while Hamilton is quite small geographically, right, it is literally just the city itself it basically services everything else around it. So you've got a lot of small towns that rely on Hamilton, places like Te you've got Cambridge, you've got Morrinsville, you've got Huntley and Ngārua Owahia. Waikato is a really big region and Hamilton is the base that most of those people will end up going to. So while you've got 180,000 people there, you're servicing a much larger region. Now, there are some cons to Hamilton. I mean, what's the main one, Andrew?
1: Well, I think one right now is that it's probably not the best time in its property cycle. So at the moment it is undervalued, but only by 1.8%. And I think one of the other big things is that the yields haven't kept up with the likes of Auckland. So your rental yields there are about kind of 4%, I see as pretty normal numbers. And when it comes to new builds, you're basically paying the same amount to get into Hamilton as you are
0: in Auckland. And if you're getting a lower yield, I don't see that as a good investment right now. Yeah, the trouble I do have with Hamilton is that while on average, it is cheaper, it's not always cheaper. So I've been looking at one property that's been advertised recently by Property Factory, which is another example of a property investment company. They are a competitor of ours, but don't worry, I'm not going to say anything bad about them. I actually looked at these properties. Yeah, so I've got some in Hamilton at the moment, two bed, two bath with a car park, and they were advertised for 689 to 699k. So, you know, just under 700k. And, and that's the market. That's what properties cost in Hamilton at the moment. But if you've got 700k to invest, you can actually get into Auckland. So I know there were some in Odeba, which is really North Auckland, but they were about 700k as yeah, well. I think they were 699, but the biggest thing there is the rents were
1: 650 a week. So your yield on that was closer to 5% than 4%. And so it
0: makes a big difference with cash flow and you've got probably historic growth that's superior. Yeah, the other thing, and just the specific example, so the Hamiltons, which were two bed, two bath, they were, as I said, just under 700K, but renting out for about $550 per week, whereas you could spend the same amount of money, 699K in Auckland, and get $650 a week. So an extra $100 a week in rent, so you'll have the same size mortgage, same type of house, same type of land, same size of house, Maybe one half a less bathroom, maybe not having the extra shower. There will be some differences, but you get the extra 100 bucks a week in rent. And so your gross yield might be 4.8% rather than 4.1% or 4.2%. So that's just one of the things I'm looking at, at least in terms of looking at new builds. Now, if I was investing in an existing property, hands down, Hamilton will definitely be cheaper for like properties. But in some examples, like in the new build market, they're actually the same prices in Auckland and Hamilton. They might be in slight different locations, but broadly speaking, they're they're relatively comparable. Now, let's turn to Auckland. What do you see the pros of Auckland at the moment, Andrew? So
1: I think one of the big advantages right now is it's significantly undervalued, like 9.2% roughly at the moment. And it's never been as undervalued as it is today. So I think there's a real opportunity to buy at a discounted rate if you're investing today. And if you do look at the historic capital growth rate, it has been significantly higher than other parts of the country. So Auckland, since 1992, has gone up by an average of 7% a year, whereas the rest of New Zealand on average is 6.2%. And then if we go to population growth, although the percentage is lower, it's a larger number of people. So 25% growth is expected through to 2048. That represents 400,000 people, which is the entire Canterbury moving to Auckland.
0: Not the entire Canterbury, entire Christchurch. Canterbury's got about 700,000 people in it. But when you think about all the Christchurch packing their bags and moving to Auckland, and you think, well, over 25 years, what impact would that have on demand for housing? It'd be massive. And I think with the other thing at the moment is net migration numbers being so high, a disproportionate amount of people end up in Auckland as opposed to the other parts of the country. Now, there are some cons to Auckland, and the main one is, on average, it is way more expensive. So average property price there, $1.2 million, according to CoreLogic. Now, you can get something cheaper than this. You know, I typically wouldn't recommend spending much more than a million dollars on an investment property in Auckland. So you could definitely buy under the $1 million mark. But like for like in Hamilton, if we were looking specifically at the existing property market, you are going to be able to find something cheaper in Hamilton. So if you're constrained by your budget, if you're constrained by how much the bank is willing to lend you, and today, while you've got high test interest rates, when you've got really tough banking criteria, actually, you may have to buy in Hamilton as opposed to Auckland if you are unable to get enough of a mortgage out of the bank in order to be able to purchase in Auckland. The other thing about Auckland as a whole is it is lower yield, right, on average. So the average yield at Auckland is about 3.2%. That's when we go out to Trade Me, we take all of the properties that are available for rent, we run them through some online software to get their e-values out of one roof, and then we match them up and say, okay, What is the gross yield that Aucklanders and Hamiltonians are willing to accept? Auckland's about a 3.2% gross yield. Waikato is a bit higher on average across the whole Waikato region. We're talking about 4.5%. So on average, Auckland property prices, more expensive, lower yield. As we said before, not always the case, but generally the case, especially if you're in the existing market and you're purchasing something to do up. And I think the other thing is that if you're thinking about Auckland, you're probably more likely to invest in a townhouse or maybe an apartment compared to a standalone house, especially if you're looking to buy a new build. And the reason is that because properties are more expensive, a lot of investors tend to go for townhouses in Auckland compared to somewhere like Hamilton. Now, Andrew, when you are weighing up two cities like this, what are you looking at? So if somebody's at home trying to weigh up Morrinsville versus Te what are some of the factors you would look at if you're thinking about which
1: area you'd go for. So the main thing I look at is where it is in its property cycle. And I do think that Auckland is the better option right now. So that would be my number one thing. But the number two would be yield, because if you could get, say, a 5% yield in Hamilton right now, I might still consider that because if it's a long-term investment, it kind of doesn't matter about the cycle right
0: now. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, what is the price of the property that you want to buy? So if I was looking at a three bedroom standalone house between Auckland and Hamilton, hands down, your Hamilton property is going to be cheaper. But it has always amazed me that when we look at new builds in Hamilton, they are the same price as in Auckland. So I know that Signature Homes is currently advertising a three bed, two bath property in North Hamilton. The price is about 970k. Quite you know, punchy. You know, if you had 970k, you could probably get something really good in Auckland. I know that there's another kind of what I'd call a standalone townhouse in Auckland. So it's a townhouse style, but not touching anything. Three bed, two bath, double garage. You're looking at a million bucks for that. You know, if you had a million bucks to invest in Auckland, you could buy something pretty good, you know. Probably quite comparable to that. Yeah, relatively comparable. And I don't know whether it's the cost of building or the cost of land in Hamilton, because Hamilton doesn't have much land as within the territorial authority's boundaries. So within the council's boundaries, it's really, really tiny, whereas Auckland is much more expansive. So I don't know why Hamilton, I should probably look at it. Maybe we'll do a podcast on it. I think it's probably the land. But Hamilton property prices, at least for new builds, are very, very similar to Auckland. So if you're looking for an existing property and you're budget constrained, maybe Hamilton is a good place to invest. If you're in the new build market, then actually maybe Hamilton's not the best place to go right now, and you might like to go for Auckland. Which way are you leaning, Andrew? Absolutely Auckland, and that's probably because I haven't found any
1: good deals at Hamilton. I'm always looking, but a developer read me the other day, and he was going to do some townhouses. They were
0: the same price as Auckland, maybe more. It just doesn't make sense. Okay, so let me put it a different way for you then. What would make it worth it for you to invest in Hamilton rather than Auckland? Well, I told him if he got a 5% yield, I'd revisit it. Okay, so it's all about the numbers, right? I think that's where there's probably a bit of a difference between the new build market and the open existing market. If you're just going and buying something that's already been built, with existing properties, maybe there's more supply you're able to hunt around, find a good deal. For new builds in Hamilton, I'd be a little bit more choosy around the numbers right now because they are looking quite comparable to Auckland. And as I mentioned before, if you are interested in building your portfolio and looking at new build properties, you might like to come see us here at Opus Partners. At any one time, we've got somewhere between 100 and 200 new build properties available. Right, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast really does help us get the message out to more people. Listening to the Property Academy podcast, I'm your host, Stephen Knight, and I'm We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.